1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News I'm Bob Agnew in Washington Rescuers were seeking to evacuate more civilians from tunnels beneath a sprawling steel mill in Mariupol even as Ukrainian fighters there making their last stand to prevent Moscow from taking over the BBC's Joe Inwood reports there are indications the Ukrainian defenses of Kharkiv may be turning Russia back. Kharkiv has been under constant shelling since the start of the war. No one knows how many people have died in the battle for Ukraine's second city, civilians as well as soldiers from both sides. But according to this assessment from a respected military think tank, the battle for Kharkiv could be in a decisive phase, with Ukrainian troops retaking a number of villages around the city. The Institute for the Study of War says they could soon have freed Kharkiv from the threat of Russian artillery and retaken a strategically crucial city in the fight for the Donbass. That report from the BBC's Joe Inwood. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher believes truth can be worse than fiction. This is beyond satire. This is beyond parody. And it's beyond comedy. This is serious stuff. Nina Jankowicz is the new minister of truth or whatever the heck they're calling it. The left is going to police truth on the Internet? Dear Lord. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280, The Patriot, coming to you from the Kirby and Christina Realty Studios. My name is Gabe. Glad to have you along today. And you can watch the groundbreaking new documentary, Whose Children Are They? at SalemNow.com. and exposes the hidden agenda in America's schools. Stream it tonight at SalemNow.com. Your weather today is looking great. Sunny and a high of 75. Tomorrow, showers likely and breezy and a high of 60. The Narn with Mitchburg is next. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Is the Northern Alliance Radio Network the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities? It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the shining spot of red in the sea of dismal, dingy institutional blue. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty the Patriot. I am Mitch Berg. I am back after a busy week. More on that later on in the show here. We'll catch you up on that on this on this Mother's Mother's Day weekend here. What could we possibly talk about in the news today? Boy, as always, I pick the uh, most amazing weeks to take off, don't I? Just taking a quick drink of coffee real quick because, boy, gosh knows I'm not caffeinated enough here. Ah, take a week off from radio and my throat gets all, all, uh, all, all uh, caught up here. Anyway, if you're feeling a sense of deja vu, and you might. You might feel a sense of deja vu in this broadcast here today because... We're going to be talking about a subject in the second hour that relates to the subject in the first hour that may bring you back 12 years. Let me explain. Uh, in 12 years ago, the, 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 the Democratic Party was in a bad way. I mean, they had just come out of uh, they were heading towards a, a devastating midterm defeat. And they kind of knew it at the time. They knew at that point that the Tea Party was cresting. It was hitting the peak of its electoral power. It was driving a whole lot of grassroots 
call them conservatives, call them libertarians, call them uh, common sense people who wanted common sense spending, who were, who were really, really upset about the realization that, in fact, when Obamacare was instituted, you were not going to be able to keep your doctor. You were not going to be able to keep your health plan. You were not going to be able to keep much of anything that had been promised to you. And people were upset. People were up on their back legs and exercised about it. I was there. One of the great moments of my of my public life was speaking at the 2010 Tax Day Tea Party Rally. And we had thousands of people out and from all walks of life, both economic, class, and political life. We had Democrats. We had Ron Paul people. We had Republican Paul, uh, Republicans who would rather pound a spike through their head than, than, than deal with Ron Paul. We had everyone out there, and they were all united on one thing, which is keep government from spending itself into the poorhouse and, and get, saddling us with debts that we're going to uh, take until our great-grandchildren's time to pay off if, at best. Boy, those seem, like, those seem like vaguely sensible days these days, don't they? Anyway, that's right. The Tea Party was fighting against exactly the situation we are in today. Huh, go figure. Way ahead of its time. And nationwide, the Democrats were bracing to get pummeled in the midterms. I mean, first of all, because that's the norm. That's the way midterms, the first midterm of any presidency, usually works. Barack Obama had been elected fairly convincingly in 2008. He had been given something of a mandate to to go forth and, and operate. In fact, he had been given full control of Congress. There, the Democrats controlled the House and the Senate and the White House in Washington. And they still controlled, by the way, but heading into the 2000 election, uh, they can still control both the House and the Senate here in Minnesota at that point. I mean, the... Uh, the what do you call him? Uh, the governor was still Tim Pawlenty at that point. And that's where we were in 2010. And this was an election, just to take you back a bit, that should have been won big time by the Republicans. Uh, the, the Republicans, if you may recall, 12 years ago, roughly this week, yeah, certainly 12 years ago this month, the Republicans got together at their state convention, I believe it was at the Minneapolis Convention Center that year, and endorsed Tom Emmer to run for governor. And Tom Emmer ran a good, solid campaign. Of course, the media was four square against him. They managed to frame Tom Emmer as the angry Republican because that's what they call all Republicans. Let's be honest. They We could have nominated... I don't know. We, we, we could have nominated Mr. Green Jeans, and they would have called him the angry Republican. It doesn't matter. Uh, so... Tom Amaran, and lo and behold, an issue came out of nowhere that uh, that that seemed that that was fanned by the media and a whole lot of progressives with deep pockets into uh, into an issue that 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 fanned the race and and turned the governor's race really well. Really, two two issues came up in 2010. Let's back up just a little bit here. The first issue was the presence of a spoiler candidate, a, quote, Republican, end quote, Tom Horner, who had been a Arnie Carlson-style Republican during the Carlson administration, had been a state representative, but very much a moderate uh, of the Arnie Carlson, Dave Durenberger ilk, who was propped up, and I I think the case is there to be made that he was propped up by the money, uh, by campaign funds, largely from moderate, committed moderate Republicans and progressives with deep pockets who saw him taking away votes from Tom Emmer. And that's that's certainly a, 
part of it. I mean, it's it, Tom Horner took away way more than the margin of victory from Republicans. I mean, there were 8,000 votes. Tom Emmer came within 8,000 votes of winning the governor's race that year. Uh, Republicans say, well, that was a winnable race. Well, yeah, it was. But when you have Tom Horner out there soaking up tens of thousands of perfectly good Republican votes who thought, well, maybe Tom Emmer is too angry. Well, that's all she wrote. But there was the other thing that sapped away a few votes. That was the the presence of a of a large, exceptionally well-funded movement that was out there jumping on every issue it could find and getting all sorts of free media because, of course, the media was on Mark Dayton's side. And, by the way, drawing attention away from the fact that, the yet again, the DFL endorsed a woman to run for governor, in this case, Margaret Anderson Kelleher, and the DFL establishment came out for the primaries and got Mark Dayton. Mark Dayton, a guy who was probably not a whole lot mentally there than Joe Biden is today. Uh, they endorsed him for governor. He won in a campaign that was marked by a whole lot of dirty pool, quite frankly. But part of it was the, the Tom Horner candidacy, which, let's be honest, was a Potemkin campaign designed to do nothing more than soak up cons- uh, Republican votes from the less conservative side of the party, the people who pined for the days of Dave Durenberger and Arnie Carlson. But the other part of it came from the relentless attack campaign, the, the third party uh, attack ad campaign and social media campaign, really the first social media campaign in Minnesota gubernatorial politics. Uh, largely pushing this notion that Tom Emmer was anti-gay. And this uh, this was combined with all sorts of insipid flash mobs at Target. And by the way, a campaign against Target for having donated money to the Emmer campaign, framing Target as anti-gay when they were woke before it was cool. Target was actively promoting equity for gay employees, By the way, there's literally nothing wrong with that whatsoever. But they were doing it before it was cool, before everyone was doing it, like a decade before everyone was doing it. More power to them. But the Alliance for a Better Minnesota uh, got behind by a number of left-wing pressure groups, the the Human Rights Coalition, and among others, in funding a very well-funded, very slick very cynical campaign of disinformation claiming that Target was anti-gay and that people should stay home from Target if they supported human rights and that Target needs to stop giving money to conservatives, which, by the way, they did. They caved because the, the group behind this pressure campaign, the Alliance for a Better Minnesota, which at the time was run by a woman named Alita Messenger, who was the youngest child of Nelson Rockefeller and was the scion of the Rockefeller Fund uh, fortune. In other words, left of center, huge money. And the Alliance for a Better Minnesota was behind this campaign, along with a network, a web of funding organizations that basically took money from progressive plutocrats with deep pockets and, and funneled it into a commensurate network of progressive organizations that were out there messaging away to try and promote the absurdities, the absurd notions that Target was anti-gay, that Target was fight, attacking gays by giving money to Tom Emmer, a Republican. And, of course, we all know all Republicans hate gay people. 
funded by a slick and, I will say it, insipid campaign of flash mobs of people dancing around in targets as the cameras rolled to try and shame Target out of out of uh, funding the Emmer campaign or funding Republicans at all, which, by the way, they largely don't anymore. One of the reasons I try not to go to Target. Target, if you're listening to me, there you have it. Uh, there's a few other corporations out there, by the way. Yeah, no, you've, you've lost me as a customer forever, and I'm not even a big boycotter. Let's fast forward two years here. I mean, they, they, they got their results between the Horner-Potemkin campaign and the relentless, expensive PR campaign to try and frame Tom, Enter, uh, Tom Emmer and the Republican Party as anti-gay. Uh, the, the, the Emmer campaign fell 8,000, 8,000 votes short. Now, the Republicans won the House and Senate, so it was a good couple of years, except for, of course, having Mark Dayton in, uh, in, in the governor's office. But in 2012, the same parties met again. Not a gubernatorial race that time, but running for the House and Senate. And this time, there is a amendment to essentially make uh, to, to ban gay marriage. And... Katie bar the door. The Alliance for Better Minnesota and its progressive plutocrats with deep pockets. By the way, uh, in, in at a time of a, of a presidential race for a president who was of, let's just say, unknown popularity at the time because half the country was really not amused by Obamacare and the other half was totally committed to it. And the Alliance for Better Minnesota and its network of organizations came out and turned it into an absolute, and, and by the way, framed the entire race as being not about Minsure, then the disaster that followed along with that, not about losing your doctor, losing your health care plan, not about deficits that were going to cripple the economy. Hello, that's where we are today. Not, not about any of the other issues that the Tea Party had rightly and successfully focused on two years earlier, but no focused on gay marriage. They turned the entire issue the, uh, of that 2012 election into gay marriage and a few issues that tagged along with it. And it turned into a disaster for the Republicans. The Republicans lost the House and the Senate for one session. It caused a lot of damage. Uh, the Republicans won some seats back, and, and it's been seesawing back and forth for the last few years. Uh, because, and, and again, as I point out, the Democrats overreached in 2013 and 2014, especially on guns, but also on spending and social issues, much as they have done this last two years, uh, four years here in Minnesota. And so this is a pattern that we have here in Minnesota. And we'll be talking in the second hour with Bill Glan about what the Alliance for Better Minnesota is up to today, because they did not go away after 2012. No, they are bigger, badder and richer than ever. So I bring this up because this past week, a memo, a really a, a Samuel Alito's opinion on the potential on the on the Dobbs case. Let's just say it's a rough draft opinion that in all likelihood contains sort of the the the, the pure conservative case against uh, Roe versus Wade and for in in the Dobbs case, which will likely get sanded down around the edges with some of the more moderate opinions before it's finally released, I think, next month. But mark my words, Alliance for a Better Minnesota is out there trying to frame this entire election for the people who don't pay much attention as being about abortion and other social issues that uh, have served the DFL so well in recent elections here. This could very well be a, a 
game changer for and against the Republican Party nationwide. We'll, we'll see what it talks about Minnesota when we come back. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. The morning road leads to Stalingrad and the sky is softly humming. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about 100% drug-free Relief Factor. I've been taking Relief Factor for years now to help me deal with pain in my body. My wife takes it as well. The reason we tell everyone uh, we know about it is simple. We found it really works to help our bodies fight off the inflammation that causes aches and pains. Whether it's the pain of injuries you've sustained or just the natural pains from the mileage over the years, Relief Factor can help. I've never looked back. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it works for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Feel the difference. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-884-9018. 800 That's 800-884-9018. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Salem Surround partners with your business to deliver custom digital marketing solutions. Surround your target audience wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review to keep your business top of mind. Learn more at minneapolis.salemsurround.com. Yeah! Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Hey, don't forget, you can watch the groundbreaking new documentary, Whose Children Are They? at SalemNow.com. What's it about? Let me tell you. Yeah. It exposes the hidden agenda in American schools. Teaching sex ed, suppression of Christian values, anti-American revisionist history, the destruction of the family, 
Brave teachers are stepping forward, sharing their stories. Tell about parents and experts who's undercover corruption, who undercover it in teachers' unions and empower us to save our classrooms, save our kids, save our country. You can stream it right now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's like a streaming service. Well, it is a streaming service that you don't have to subscribe to. No monthly bills. It's all right there. Check it out. SalemNow.com. 651-289-4488, the number to call. By the way, I was talking about the Alliance for Better Minnesota in the first segment here. We'll be talking in the second hour with uh, Bill Glahn, uh, who was writing for the Center of the American Experiment, wrote a great piece about the uh, Alliance, something I've been writing about literally since 2010 on my blog. Uh, this is an issue that hasn't gone away. In fact, the power of progressive plutocrats to sway our elections uh, has grown exactly in, co- in concert with their complaints about the power of of conservative plutocrats to sway elections, if we can find any. I mean, you think the Koch brothers uh, were owned the entire Republican Party. They're not in the top 100 of donors, by the way. But uh, while people like the Alliance for Better Minnesota channel Rockefeller money, Soros money, Bloomberg money. And by the way, ABM isn't the only group. I mean, uh, Michael Bloomberg has his environmental anti-gun groups. George Soros has his media manipulation groups. Uh, ABM is... Just the, the maybe not the tip of the iceberg, but certainly the part right below the surface of the water. There's so much progressive money out there. And in the meantime, Republican donors, the so-called Republican donors who are out there controlling the purse strings of so many Republican campaigns this time of year, can constantly just decide to stay home and sit it out. We need uh, all due respect to those of you donors out there with the big bucks who do step up. We need better donors out there. And by the way, that means we need, if you stand for conservative values, we need all of you to step up here. Anyway, talking about uh, the the history of Minnesota's left, the DFL, uh, which has certainly gotten even more left over the last 12 years, certainly much far, uh, much farther to the left since I've been doing this show 18 years ago, uh, their ability to take a social issue that really is a diversion from the issues that really face this country. I mean, abortion is a very important issue. If you believe in the sanctity of life, it is a very important issue. But again, traditionally, the economic issues are the ones that really do govern most states' electoral conversations and likely will this fall. But in the state of Minnesota, this state has a weakness for social issues being, if you will, trumped up and, and framed at the very front of the debate. And essentially with the aid, of course, of a compliant Twin Cities media, turned into the only subject uh, the media cares about and thus the primary subject people vote on here. Now, we'll come back to that in a moment here. Just a quick step backwards. If you remember the original edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, you may recall early episodes when there were still six or seven co-hosts in the first two years. Uh, when you'd see an hour, perhaps, with myself, Chad the Elder, Brian St. Paul Ward, and maybe uh, King Banyan sitting in the studio here talking for the last hour of the show. And we would go, we would go out over our experiences going out and, and observing demonstrations around and about the Twin Cities Metro and, of course, nationwide on television. And one of the great cliches the left seemed to rely on a lot back then, you see less of it today, although it's out there, but it's not, not as prominent a cliche, is the papier-mâché head. 
Back during the Bush administration, the left, especially the, the Bree and Chablis crowd that at that time ran so much of the uh, Minnesota and national left, was fond of making paper mache heads to parody the likes of President Bush, Donald Rumsfeld, et cetera, et cetera. Tim Pawlenty probably as well. And of course, we, we laughed at that because this is just the, the absolute acme of of pretension, of pseudo-artistic pretension. We're going to make a caricature paper mache head and we're going to walk around uh, with these humongous 10-foot-tall paper mache heads on. It was, it was co- comical, very much worth satire. And by the way, that's the sort of thing that our good friends at Protest Warrior cut their teeth satirizing back in the early days of this broadcast. Uh, Brad Carlson, of course, a veteran of that group, and has some of my favorite stories from that era back then, mocking and taunting the paper mache head crowd. Now, you don't see them as much today, but that's not to say that same simpering, pseudo-artistic, pseudo-literary train of thought has left the Minnesota left, or uh, the American left. Uh, But the people who used to parade around in papier-mâché heads are now walking around in handmaid's tail uniforms, the red capes with the little white peasant bonnets. It was was a story by Margaret Atwood about a post-apocalypse world where radiation had rendered most women sterile, and so the few women who were still capable of having babies were essentially reproductive slaves. And big left, we have, by the way, we have big oil, we have big steel, we have big pharma, we have big defense. Of course, we have big left as well. The big leftist industry has seized upon them as a metaphor and a bad metaphor for the abortion issue. Because suppose that you've heard this from people on the left for the last uh, couple of days since the Alito uh, opinion leaked out. This whole idea that women will become reproductive slaves, just like in Handmaid's Tale. Why one one leftist uh, on Twitter, uh, a blue check idiot uh, on Twitter said, well, women are going to have to start taking care about the, the about picking the men they sleep with more carefully. To which a lot of us responded, yeah, your your terms are acceptable to us. Uh, some women have, have said, well, hookup culture may may disappear. Again, your terms are acceptable to us. Hookup culture has devalued not only women, but men. It's devalued Everything. It's devalued sex. It's devalued relationships. In our, it's devalued everything it touches. So, yes, feel free to kill off hookup culture. Anyway, I digress. In the wake of the Alito opinion being leaked by the Supreme Court, I mean, this brings up all sorts of troublesome issues here, and I'm going to talk about a couple of them at this hour. But just the first of them is how much just plain baked wind the casual left seems to believe or how much how, how how many of your garden variety Minnesota Democrats are listening to what's being told to them by the blue checks, by the media, by the view and taking it as if it's actual news. Ironically, given that this past week the administration set up a, a ministry of truth, in effect, yet you have an entire swath of our society, including some not stupid people I know. Repeating things like this, and this is a woman I actually know, I went to college with, actually, a couple of women I know from college who live in the far burbs of the Twin Cities, who do not, I think it's fair to say, listen to this broadcast, because they're soft leftists, probably kind of in line and and parroting whatever the teachers union tells them, who said, 
uh, one of their friends, one of our mutual friends, is visiting in D.C., and one of them said, well, you should go visit the Supreme Court. Lots of stuff going on there, including potential loss of rights to LGBTQ people and uh, oh, banning of interracial marriage. And what? What? Not only is that two points, two points here, I, and I will say that to keep from going completely high tenor shrill here. Two points. First of all, court cases deal with the facts of the case. They don't go spreading out over every other social issue willy-nilly. And, by the way, Justice Alito, in his draft opinion, uh, said in as many words that th- this opinion will have nothing to do with contraception, interracial marriage, LGBTQ rights, transgender rights, or any other kind, strictly abortion, and not even abortion itself, but the level of government that will be empowered to deal with abortion. It's not a Supreme Court issue. It's a state legislative issue. We'll come back to that. And yet this person who has an advanced degree, actually this small group of people who I've known for decades, has mostly advanced degrees, certainly college education, certainly uh, have had the benefit of some training in critical thought, and yet they all say, well, the Supreme Court case could lead to the loss of LGBTQ rights, the end of contraception, and uh, the end of interracial marriage, which is, A, not the way court cases work, B, specifically not what the Alito, Alito opinion says. And it's into this environment that the Alliance for a Better Minnesota and its pallets and piles and passels of plutocrat dollars is going to be attempting to frame this upcoming election just in time, perhaps, to save the DFL from what was going to be an epic shellacking, including very likely the loss of the House and the Senate. Huh, go figure. More on that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. young lady from the rescue delivered happy he was missing hair stinky scabby the cause of his issue was poor nutrition it was neglect d-i-n-o-v-i-t-e dot com we've been using dinovite and within a couple weeks his skin started clearing up he didn't smell he had more energy a glow and a bounce about him you get some dinovite how happy your dog will be d-i-n-o-v-i-t-e dot com It's the most important domestic issue facing America today. Public education has gone off the rails. Don't miss the powerful new movie, Whose Children Are They? Critical race theory is dividing our children. They're teaching these kids X-rated sex acts. Learn how to get our public schools back on track. Watch Whose Children Are They at SalemNow.com. Whose children are they? Whose children are they? Available now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Often the size of the fish grows each time you tell the story. The roller coaster gets a little taller, and the starry night sky gets even starrier. That's because the magic of some Minnesota moments is hard to put into words. 
The memories that become part fact, part feeling, but 100% real. Plan your dream trip at exploreminnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota Tourism, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. At am1280thepatriot.com, you guide the conversation. What are you Hewitt's thoughts on China? Let me move to another part of the world. In Shanghai, 25 million people are starving. And if anyone doubted the ruthlessness of President Xi and his colleagues in the CCP, it's on full display now. I'm in France, where a lack of food led to the 1789 revolution. We saw lack of food in Russia in 1918 lead to revolution. Do you think China is dancing on the edge of a cliff here? Well, Xi bragged about his, his COVID policy after having unleashed the virus on millions of people. Now he's got a real political problem and a food problem inside of his own country because of what is a crazy zero COVID objective. Visit am1280thepatriot.com. Click on Hosts and search for whatever's on your mind. You'll find a deep archive of intelligent commentary. The Stone Arch Bridge, the St. Paul Skyline, Gooseberry Falls. You can own one of the hundreds of iconic Minnesota images captured by award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for half off the regular price. You'll get a signed 36-inch print of your choice for your home, office, or to give as a gift. Normally $540, now just $270. Only five of these special print offers are available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. AM-1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget, Active Kindness can knit you five large. Our annual Kindness Challenge is back. And not only could you win five bills, but you could win an additional 5K to be donated to an organization in your name. You can enter once a day at am12athepatriot.com and have an opportunity to complete additional acts of kindness for bonus entries. 2022 Kindness Challenge is brought to you by Air Mechanical, also the Alliance Defending Freedom, Cross International, Food for the Poor, Angel Tree Prison Fellowship, and India Partners. Check them out. So... I don't know what you've done, but you can still be kind. By the way, that's the current notion that uh, that the left is passing out, that if you, are, after a row is repealed, you will be, uh, you'll be running around saying that you have the police on your back. It, it is not, in fact, the truth. Uh, just as Alito is right. Now, again, let's make sure we're clear on this. The thing that was leaked from the Supreme Court was... A, 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 an opinion written by Justice Alito, which it is likely contains the distilled opinions of all six of the conservative justices. Uh, basically, the like in any negotiation, you start with what you really want and you pare it back. It is likely that more moderate conservatives like Roberts potentially will dial back the opinion just a tad here. Possibly. And of course, the dissenting opinion from the three left wingers on the court, uh, Sotomayor, uh, and Brett Jackson Brown and uh, the other one, uh, I'm forgetting her name. At any rate, Brad Carlson will no doubt mention me, uh, message me shortly. I'm blocking. I can picture her face. I just am not remembering her name. At any rate, they will have a dissenting opinion that will uh, claim that the sky is going to fall legally. But Justice Alito's right, Roe, it was always built on a foundation of nothing. In fact, there was a great article in National Review this past week that kind of spelled out the roots of Roe, kind of like most anti-gun legislation, or I'm sorry, most anti-gun 
judicial decisions that came up in the 1960s, they were built on a foundation of nearly nothing. And when I say nearly nothing, uh, most anti-gun court decisions in the 1960s and 70s were based on U.S. versus Miller, a 1934 uh, case regarding a bank robber that was tortured out of all logical uh, sensibility to try to create the impression that the right to keep and bear arms is a collective right, not an individual right. And, of course, the Heller decision destroyed that uh, once and for all. Roe is built on even less. It is essentially, and the article in the National Review by Dan McLaughlin uh, does, in fact, show that the Roe case was not, not even built on a foundation of any prior even misinterpreted legal cases. It was entirely built on remarks made in unrelated cases by the judges who went on to decide Roe versus Wade. Basically, the justices uh, ruled on their own opinions on, on the issue. Uh, you, you, you need to check. So Roe was always built on a foundation of bupkis. By the way, Justice White, in dissenting, also ruled, said that when Roe was decided, Roe was an uh, exercise in just pure raw judicial power as opposed to reasoning, and raw power always gets used eventually. So the Dobbs case, by the way, this is the, the Dobbs case is what's currently before the Supreme Court. It's the case on which uh, Justice Alito was uh, commenting in his uh, uh, opinion that was leaked, the draft opinion that was leaked. Um, the ruling, assuming it goes through as Alito uh, has uh, written it, or more or less close to how Alito has written it, changes nothing in Minnesota. This is something, by the way. When you're around the water cooler, the real one or the virtual one this coming week, you will, it's if you haven't already, you will wind up talking with people on the left who believe, as my college classmates believe, that not only is this going to destroy abortion rights, but it's going to destroy gay rights, interracial marriage, gay marriage, uh, make contraception unavailable, and uh, set back race relations 100 years in the United States. Now, all that is complete baked wind. This is not only just a case about abortion, but really it's a case about what the federal government and the, the federal judiciary's uh, prerogatives are. This was always an issue that was supposed to be settled by the states. And all that is going to happen, if even if all six of the conservative justices, heck, even if all nine justices voted for a ruling that echoes Uh, Alito's opinion word for word, and it'll be a 6-3 decision, just you watch. Maybe 5-4 if Roberts uh, dissents, which I doubt he will, but we'll see. Even if it is, uh, even if it goes through word for word the way Alito wrote it, and by the way, it probably won't, it will affect, uh, it will have, the only effect it'll have nationwide is, is it will kick the issue of abortion back down to the states. You won't be able to say the Supreme Court says it's okay. You've got to decide this on the legislative playing field, state by state by state. Which has an effect that the the left really doesn't want, which is that it's going to force left-wing legislators to have to go in front of their voters and say, yeah, we support various levels of abortion. It means that legislators in places like Virginia are going to have to defend statements like those of uh, former Governor Northam, who said, yeah, we should be allowing uh, babies that have been delivered to die on the on the exam table. Or statements like Peter Singer, the far left of center academic at Princeton, who said, yeah, we should put all babies under a warranty, allow abortion 
uh, up to a year after birth. I mean, there are progressives who believe that. Not many, but plenty. Now, they, uh, th- that's all that's going to happen, is this is going to get kicked back to the states. And that's a good thing. Now, if you support abortion at all costs, it's not a good thing. It's a bad thing. It means you're going to have roughly half the states regulate abortion very, very heavily. If not ban it, then at least regulate it very heavily. And if you support, if you're a a hardcore pro-lifer, as many of you are, and and as I to a great extent am myself, it means you're probably not going to get everything you want either. California and New York and I don't know, probably New Jersey are, and Washington State and Oregon are going to be able to decide to become abortion sanctuaries if they want. In fact, California is setting itself up to say, we will fly women from anywhere in the country at taxpayers' expense to California to get the abortions they want. That'll be their prerogative if Roe is, is uh, abolished. Say what you will about it. You're not going to be able to, to, to run that out of existence, but... Legislators nationwide are going to have to justify this to their voters. Is it going to matter in California? Probably not. Is it going to matter in New York State? Going to be an issue there. Is it going to matter in Illinois? Oh, heck yeah. That state's become a lot more closely fought than it used to be. Is it going to flip elections in, in, in uh, Illinois? Maybe not. Is it going to flip them in Ohio, Michigan, New Mexico? Oh, yeah. When the New Mexico state legislature, the uh, the Michigan, the Ohio state legislatures, the Pennsylvania state legislature goes into session and has to defend abortion policy in open debate on the record and vote on the record over these issues. Yeah, you're going to see compromises. And if you are uh, an absolute pro-lifer, some of those compromises may be hard to swallow. And if you're a pro-choicer, they're absolutely going to be hard to swallow because, of course, you see, very likely, abortion is an absolute right one way or the other. Now, while I'm a pro-lifer, I try to argue this a little more down the middle because I, <laughs> I, I do, in fact, believe that there's a bigger issue at hand here, and I'll get to that in a moment. By the way, uh, one American, I, I actually saw another American say, well, why? And when I say American, I mean college classmate who apparently, God love them, missed critical thinking uh, class, uh, because they said, well, I mean, why don't we have a policy that's more enlightened like Europe? It's fascinating when you look at uh, comparing abortion laws in uh, the United States, hardcore conservative United States, and uh, enlightened social Democrat Europe. People look at Texas and Mississippi as the bottom of the barrel in terms of abortion laws. Uh, the laws in Mississippi are, are allow abortion up to 11 to 20 weeks rather than on demand all the way through. By the way, the states that allow abortion all the way through the pregnancy in the United States, up to 40 weeks, are Oregon, Colorado, New Mexico, New Jersey, Vermont, New Hampshire. That's it. Literally no country in Europe allows that. On the other extreme, Poland and Finland allow no abortion whatsoever. None. Uh, What about the rest? Now, you look at most of the rest of the countries. Uh, Texas allows abortion up to 10 weeks, same as Portugal, Croatia, Slovenia, uh, I believe Serbia as well. That's 12 weeks. That's Texas. 
the second most restrictive state in the union. Every other state in the union allows abortion up to 30 weeks. Whether you're talking Minnesota, Florida, South Dakota, California, they all allow abortion up to 30 weeks. The only country in Europe that allows that, the only one, the only two actually, are Norway and the Netherlands. They are the only two countries in Europe where abortion laws are as liberal, meaning permissive, as they are in South Dakota. The only two. You look at France, Germany, Sweden, Denmark, Latvia, Lithuania, Estonia, Czech Republic, Slovakia, Ukraine, Macedonia, Italy, Spain, France, I said France, uh, Switzerland, Ireland, the United Kingdom. They all have laws substantially the same as Mississippi which is the second most restrictive state in the United States. The only two countries in Europe that are as permissive as Texas are Portugal, uh, Slovakia, Croatia, Serbia, and uh, the Netherlands. That's it. Europe, social democrat, heathen agnostics that they are, are, are much more restrictive on abortion than any place in the United States. Again, only Norway and the Netherlands are as permissive, allowing abortion up to 30 weeks, as Florida, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Utah. More on that when we come back. So here's the big worry coming up. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. I see angels on aerials in leather and chrome Swooping down from heaven to carry me home AM 1280, The Patriot Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington Or on horseback in Dallas We're where you are Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. You could win $5,000 just by being kind. AM1280 The Patriot and Air Mechanical present the Kindness Challenge. Do something nice for someone, then enter it now through May 31st. You could win $5,000 and bless a charitable organization with another $5,000 donated in your name. Go to am1280thepatriot.com to enter. Brought to you by Air Mechanical. For the life of your home, visit Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. 
Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. How would you like to redecorate your office or home with beautiful Minnesota photographs for half the regular price? This station is partnered with award-winning Twin Cities photographer Wayne Moran for this special half-price offer. Choose $5,000 of Wayne's iconic images and you'll pay half price, just $2,500. There's only one of these special redecorating offers available, so call the radio station now at 651-289-4413. That's 651-289-4413. Join the Patriot Freedom Fan Club for prizes, contests, quizzes, and more. Plus, get exclusive access to pre-sale tickets to events. It's free to join, so visit am1280thepatriot.com today. AM1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Hey, don't forget, you watch your groundbreaking new documentary, Whose Children Are They? at SalemNow.com. I plugged that already. It's worth plugging again. SalemNow.com. Go check it out. Whose children are they? One of the big issues facing us today, who really controls our kids' education system and really our kids? I say it twice. It's that important. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Now, what's going to happen in Minnesota if Roe v. Wade is uh, kicked back to the states? Now, we've established what happens nationwide. Uh, the states will get to rule on this. And by the way, it'll be long. It'll be ugly. It'll be, uh, at best, a, uh, a, a legislative quagmire that takes decades to sort out. That's the way democracy is supposed to work, by the way, especially on the complicated issues, which, by the way, is something the left hates. You say, what, Mitch? Oh, yeah, the left hates it. Uh, it was hard to pick out exactly which quote from the left to go with to explain just how deranged and anti I won't say anti-democratic, but anti-democracy, the response is. And, and what, to, to demonstrate that, I'm going to go with one of the, the more moderate responses, not that of Ilhan Omar, not that of AOC or, or any of the squad. Uh, they were demented and off the charts. I mean, they just were. I'm going to go with the relative moderate response of Minnesota 3rd District Representative Dean Phillips who is, say what you will about him, he's not complete monkey-doodle-crazy, usually. I mean, his family got wealthy making a lot of terrible liquor, but that's fine. He, as a person, is not the most depraved person on the Democratic side of the aisle in D.C. That's a high compliment. Well, except for this tweet that kind of spells up the moderate version of what you're hearing from an awful lot of people on the left. The And I quote, the impending destruction of women's rights protected by Roe v. Wade 
is a direct result of recent changes to Senate rules. No, it's not. Well, yes, it is. Recent changes to Senate rules that the Democrats initiated, by the way. Harry Reid uh, abolished the filib- or ruled out the filibuster on federal court cases. We warned them. This is going to come back and bite you. Did they listen? No. Dean Phillips won't tell you that, by the way. But who can blame him? <laughs> Giving people all the facts uh, makes them Republican. Anyway, quote, the impending destruction of women's rights. It's not. But protected by Roe versus Wade is a direct result of recent changes to Senate rules. Yeah, brought about by Harry Reid, but that's fine. It's, and I continue to quote, time to modify those rules again, abolish the filibuster, and allow majorities to affect fundamental representation. Do you agree? Uh, To which I respond, oh, no. No, I do not. Uh, Anybody who respects American democracy, American federalism, will uh, shoot that idea down with extreme prejudice. But let me spell it out for the benefit of Democrats out there. The United States is not and is not supposed to be a government with all significant power centralized at the national level, like the U.K. or or France or uh, Japan. It's a federation of states. The United States, a group of independent and interdependent mini nations, it's fair to say, joined in a federation with limited enumerated powers. Now, among the main reasons to enumerate and limit those powers to prevent the big states from dictating national policy to all the other states. And it's why the House of Representatives directly represents the people, and we have a Senate that represents the interests of states to check and balance each other's interests, to make sure that New York, California, Texas, Florida, Pennsylvania do not call all the shots for the whole United States, to make sure that presidential candidates have to campaign in all 50 states rather than just New York, California, Illinois, Pennsylvania, Florida, Texas. That's it. If we abolish the Electoral College, those are the only states that that will matter. Any presidential candidate can win those states and become president. It's why we keep the filibuster. It's why we keep The Senate, quote, undemocratic, end quote, because it's not supposed to be democratic. It's supposed to represent the states. It's been, what, roughly 100 years since senators were directly elected rather than appointed or elected by legislators. Because that's their function, to represent the states. The enumeration of powers that we're trying to protect here, uh, which, by the way, limits those powers, it's called the Constitution. It's a contract, if you will. Very analogous to a contract. And if you break the laws, if you finesse the laws to give all the power to a few small, uh, geographically small but large population states, you break the contract. And when you break a contract, there are, all contracts have relief for the aggrieved party. So when you breach a contract, the law, at least if you have talking about a just legal system, offers relief to the parties to the contract, including dissolving the contract. In other words, starting over with this whole American experiment, abrogating the Senate's ability to check and balance the majority and act in states' interest is a breach of that contract and grounds for dissolving the union. And by the way, if your answer to that is... uh, Well, we settled that question in in, uh, 1865. No, we didn't. We settled it in 1776. Let's make sure we're clear uh, on that. If the contract is null and void, 
then there's no union to secede from. At any rate, folks, that's that's my biggest. It's been said by thinkers much greater than I, which doesn't narrow it down much, that if the United States is going to go to war with itself again, it'll be over abortion. I disagree. I don't think it'll be directly over abortion. I think it will be about the left's, to some extent, the establishment, but mainly the left's response to issues like guns to some extent, but abortion to a great extent. This idea that to get what they want, they're going to have to dispense with all of the impediments to power that exist in the American system. The idea that they're just going to get rid of the filibuster, that they're going to make the Senate a majoritarian body or get rid of it. The idea that they're going to get rid of the Electoral College and pack the Supreme Court, all of which have been brought up, by the way, in response to the Alito opinion this past week. All of these are every bit as much, if not more, perhaps much more, of a threat to American democracy than whatever happened on January 6th. And I'm not going to say there was no threat to American democracy on January 6th. Certainly the idea that that the rioters were espousing was in its own way a threat to American democracy. But the idea that we're going to pave over all of the impediments to complete power for one party or the other is a vastly graver threat. Because the Secret Service isn't going to protect you from that. Heck, the military ain't even going to protect you from that. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A, The Patriot. Bill Glan up next, talking about the Democrats' money laundering machine. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Mike Gallagher for MediShare. If something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, right? Switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month. Wow, what would you do with $500 extra every single month? Pay some bills, fill up your gas tank, even as challenging as that is these days. Maybe take a vacation. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. I learned that the customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. It's amazing. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. And the very best part of all is that people save money and they're happier with MediShare. MediShare is a godsend. Give them a call right now, 855-94-BIBLE. You'll get a price within two minutes. MediShare, here's the number, 855-94-BIBLE. That's 855-94-BIBLE. 855-94-BIBLE for MediShare. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted with Salem Surround. Let us help your website bring you the leads your business needs to thrive. Let's make sure people find you faster and easier on the web. Our amazing team of media strategists are here to serve you with boots on the ground and real-world expertise. We live right here and know the communities you're trying to reach. We're media strategists, and we're very, very good at what we do. So let's grow together. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make for your children. To get half off, it's a no-brainer. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, his better half, and we're from Oakdale. We wanted a strong Christian school with conservative values. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. I asked the station several times to make sure that I understood that there weren't strings attached, and, and there were no strings attached. 
The impact on our kids has been amazing. Their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. What drives your retirement investment decisions? The news of the day? Your emotions? Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike. They'll be discussing how to navigate the emotional roller coaster of today's news cycle. Alan Mike will share with you seven principles of long term investing, a set of guidelines to set yourself up for success in all your investing endeavors. Money Matters with Alan Mike, noon Saturday on AM 1280 The Patriot, or call them right now at 855 231 6010. AM 12.